What are we to make of Petrovich? Reading this story on my own, before taking a peek at some of the critical commentary, I found Petrovich to be a seedy and corrupt, while still comical character, with a few moments that seemed almost to redeem him. Petrovich is introduced to us as a one-eyed, pock-marked, drunken tailor, always nursing some scheme in his head. Not a very favorable description. When Akaki goes to see Petrovich about repairs to the threadbare cloak, he climbs up a dark staircase that smells like spirits, crosses through a room so thick with smoke that not even the beetles are visible, and discovers Petrovich cursing at a needle he has been unsuccessfully trying to thread. Not a very flattering first glimpse. But I thought there was something appealing about the pride Petrovich took in his work as a tailor. When Akaki came to him about the cloak, he, quote, scanned his whole uniform, from the collar down to the cuffs, the back, the tails, and the buttonholes, all of which were well known to him, since they were his own handiwork. Such is the habit of tailors. It is the first thing they do on meeting one, unquote. Akaki went in guarded against being taken advantage of by Petrovich, who often asked an unreasonable price. But when Petrovich persuaded Akaki that his shabby coat was beyond repair, it seemed convincing to me that he was right, that this was his sincere professional opinion and not just one of his schemes. When the cloak was completed, Petrovich delivered it himself, as befits a good tailor, and, we are told, his proud expression indicated, quote, he was sensible that he had done no small deed, and crossed a gulf separating tailors who put in linings and execute repairs from those who make new things, unquote. Presenting the finished product, quote, he gazed proudly at it, held it up with both hands, and flung it skillfully over the shoulders of Akaki Akakievich, unquote. Akaki deemed the fit and appearance perfect. What I found most charming of all was when Akaki departed, quote, Petrovich followed him, and pausing in the street, gazed long at the cloak in the distance, after which he went to one side expressly to run through a crooked alley and emerge again into the street beyond to gaze once more upon the cloak from another point, namely, directly in front, unquote. So, what do the critics have to say about him? A lot of them tell me that Petrovich is the devil himself. So that might give you some indication of what accounts for my shaken confidence as a reader. Apparently, there are symbolic references to the devil in Petrovich's snuffbox with its general whose face is missing, because in Christian folklore, the devil has no face, as well as in his horn-like toenail and the fact of his having only one eye. It is also pointed out that there is something devil-like about him emerging seated in a cloud of smoke. And there are many explicit references to the devil when Petrovich is discussed. His wife calls him a one-eyed devil, and Akaki observes, it appeared that Petrovich was in a sober condition, and therefore rough, taciturn, and inclined to demand, Satan only knows what price. But what really makes him the devil, according to the critics, is that he leads Akaki to temptation, drawing him out of his humble existence and into the corrupt life of his fellow clerks. Akaki becomes vain, gazing proudly at his new cloak, lustful, chasing after women without even knowing why, and he even dabbles in gluttony, drinking two glasses of champagne. 
Cast in that light, I suppose Petrovich's pride would be the satisfaction of having done the devil's handiwork. My understanding is that much is lost in translation with this story, from the folkloric references, to some of the social satire, to the cadence and cant of the Russian language. I'm not sure how much we are missing, but I have the impression that it is a lot. So, is Petrovich the devil himself? Yeah, I don't know.